Hello everyone and thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Bees Pod. Uh, my name is Ian Bottrell and I'm so sorry again about the delay since the last pod. Uh, Mem and I have been very, very busy over the last few months, um, but as ever we always try and get them done as regularly as we possibly can. Uh, this episode was shot after uh, the late Orient game, a 0-0 draw. There's been a couple of negative results since then, but overall it's looking a much, much more positive picture than the last time we spoke in January. Enjoy. Uh, hello everyone and welcome to uh, a very long awaited episode of Beast Pods. Uh, my name's Ian Botcher, I'm delighted to be joined today by Mem. How are you today, Mem? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Uh, we've just watched Barnett get a creditable 0-0 draw, fifth clean sheet in a row against Leighton Orient. Mem, initial thoughts after that? I thought that was a really, really uh, good result. Um, I would have taken that today. Um, and I thought that the performance was really, really um, strong. We looked very organised and... I thought I felt we deserved to win. Yeah, I think so. Some really good, good performances out there. I thought particularly, um, you know, Mason Clark looked very, very good. Tarpy's looking really good. Uh, but one player that you said stood out was, was Andre Bucco. Um, what, what did you make of him today then? I, th- I think he's class. He is always got his head up, never wastes a pass. Um, and it was a crying shame. I hope, I hope that injury he got um, when he came off isn't too serious because I've noticed since he's been back in the side, I think that's been a... Um, I think that's coincided with our upturn in our form. And another player who's been uh, a long time out has been Dave Tarpey. I know some people were, you know, perhaps saying, he, he, would he ever get a run in the side? He's been on loan to Woking, etc. Uh, what did you make of his performance today? I thought he worked very hard, and I think that link between him and Bucard was um, is really um, promising. He, them two, seem to be looking for each other all the time. Um, and with Santos coming back in the side, it's looking like the spine is starting to strengthen. Um, down the side um, so yeah and no, I thought Tarpy was very good and I think he could, Tarpy should have had two goals today One of the things that's happened recently has been uh, that obviously Darren Curry uh, has been at the club for quite a while uh, or a couple of a couple of weeks now um, and some people said immediately afterwards after a couple of games that you know he would be one of those people who might only last a couple of weeks or months in a job it wasn't looking too rosy five or six games ago um, but how far do you think we've come under, under Darren Curry recently? Well, I think we had a great, really promising start under him. And then things got a little bit tough, not for his own fault, because we had a lot of injuries. Um, and I felt the players as well took their eye off the ball when, um, after the cup run. But I think, in the, last, but I think the team looks much more organised now. And we're not conceding, I mean, five clean sheets, on the, that's nothing to be sniffed at. It's been a record for quite a while now. Well, we've played Salford and we've played Leighton Orient um, in the last five games and have conceded a goal to either of them. What do you think it is then about how, is it how we're setting up? Is it individual players taking more responsibility? What is it that's stopping us from conceding the goals that have played us for a lot of this season? Well, you know what the interesting thing is? is I think part of it is um, Bucard, Bucard is coming to the side. And I know it's weird, bearing in mind he's kind of a deep-lying playmaker. But I think because we're, not, because we're looking more assured in possession, we're not making stupid mistakes and we're not panicking. And I feel that, that his calmness in midfield is kind of rubbing off on everybody. Uh, whereas before we were all, like hacking at the ball and we were um, making like just crazy decisions in in, in defence, um, we look. Everybody looks so much more calmer, and I think it's the I think it's Bucard's um, influence on the rest of the team. I mean, one of the things as well that we talked about is is struggling to score goals, and you know, as good as the defensive shape has been, we're now been under the average of scoring a goal a game for quite a long time now and what do you think the solution is to, to us scoring more goals is it the profile of players we've got is it the way we're setting up is it how we're trying to create chances um, there's still um, in the final third a lack of fluidity I think I think part of that comes from the fact that um, as although Shaq Coulthurst has been pretty effective in terms of he scored a lot got you know I think 15 goals a season 16 goals I think 
I think also he's also sometimes at fault for he's very guilty of delaying in possession very guilty of when there's the obvious flick or the obvious layoff or just putting the ball in quickly and it slows down the play and I think Wes is a bit is can be guilty of that as well so I think ultimately um, I think the players need to be a bit sharper and I need the movement and because we're losing a lot of the, the, you know, the real opportunities to open the team up by just delaying too much. It's not, look, it's, not quite, it's not quite looking fluid enough up front. I think one of the interesting things that's happened recently, though, is seeing you know, Curry really setting his, his faith in a couple of players, one of them being Ephraim Mason-Clark. We talked about him a little bit today during the game. I mean, he's growing to quite some player, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's so strong on the ball now. And also, he always finds his, like, these little pockets of space. Um, and he's also pretty decent in the air. I think the only thing with him now is I think he needs to turn these good opportunity, good positions that he takes up, turn them into um, clear-cut chances, or I think he needs to score more goals. Yeah, I mean, I think scoring more goals has is, is definitely been the, the theme of this season. Um, it's been a while since we've spoken, and I think a lot of times people have said about Darren Curry, is he the right man to take the club forwards? I mean, based on what you've seen today and also in recent weeks, surely the answer to that question is he's, he's the man, you know, to build a strong squad and to take us up, hopefully, towards the top of the table next season. Yeah, no, I, 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 I feel that since he's come in, it's definitely been a plan. And, is this, and I know some people have been criticising some of his changes. And look, no manager ever got... No person, in fact, got ever got everything right in their first job that they ever did. They'll make mistakes, and, and he did, the, the key thing is to learn about it. But I think the most important thing about it, as I've seen him come in, is that it's definitely a bit of a style. And actually, in the last five games, it's been a bit of a backbone to the side. I mean, I think it's really, really pleasing. I think it's, it's building the foundations, stop conceding the goals, get the solidity of the shape, and then look to bring players in. I mean, we had a couple of questions come in. One of them has been um, around sort of retaining and keeping players. And uh, it's from Peter Shaw. And he says, what are the top three must-keep players for next season uh, and regular starters, i.e. players uh, for more than 10 apps? And what are the top three players that we need to jettison? So let's start first with the, the top three players you want to keep for next season. Uh, Everett Mason-Clark. Um, I would say... Andre Bucard. Um, hopefully, he's, if he hopefully he's not one of these players that keeps coming in and out injured. Um, I would and I, and I would try and keep um, make sure that Santos stays next season as well because I think he'll be a big player for us next season. Yeah, I, I would agree probably with the first. I think Ephraim would be a definite keep for me. I think he's one of those players that could be snapped up quite quickly. Um, I also think that Buko is good. I'm, I'm a bit, perhaps a little bit more worried than, than uh, some about his legs. I mean, he's, you know, he's midway through his 30s. I know he doesn't play necessarily in a style that demands a lot of running, but as we've seen in a lot of games this season, Tavani are really fit and athletic central midfield. Um, I really feel actually that, you know, Harry Taylor's coming and done an excellent job and I'd love to see him given more opportunities next season to push on into that first team. Um, but my second player, uh, I think, would probably be at the moment Dan Sweeney. I know I've been up and down on Dan uh, for quite a while. Oh my uh, god, such a flip flop on I Dan know. Sweeney. But I actually think I actually think that in, with the start of what we play, I mean, he's he's now been at the heart of essential defence that's kept five clean sheets. Um, and with the style of football that we play, you need someone to sort of go into the central midfield to try and you know bring the ball forwards into the centre midfield. Um, and I think the final player is a bit of a toss up this one, but I think Dave Tarpey. I think having him for the first time, some real quality with set pieces is going to make a huge difference to us going forwards um, so I think those probably are my top three I mean the next question was well the second part of that question was who, which three are you going to jettison um, which three players would you want to perhaps potentially get rid of I think the first one is probably um, I think Shea Alexander um, I feel that he looks like he's got all the 
attributes of the player, but he makes just, just I just don't think his decision making is very good. Um, and he's been fought for a lot of chances. And I think either for a, for a white, uh, an attacking fullback, doesn't get anywhere near enough crosses in. And um, so I would say him. See, before today, I probably would have said Callum Reynolds, but actually, looking at him today, he had, he had a really solid game. Um, so I mean, perhaps not as captain Callum Reynolds. Um, maybe as a squad player, I would say. But I would say as a squad player. But um, I think the... Um, so Callum Reynolds is unfit on, I'm 50-50 on. Um, I would say that neither, either him or Craig Robson, I would say, might need to go. But maybe it's Callum Reynolds. Um, and I think we need a goalkeeper. I'm, I'm not convinced with Cousins. Yeah, I mean, Cousins today had a few sort of dodgy moments. And he's got a few things in his, uh, in his locker that can be quite tricky. Um, I don't know who, who my three would be necessarily. Um, I would probably say the first one would be... Um, Che Alexander as well I, I think every single time he gets the ball uh, it looks like uh, you know he's about to have a nervous breakdown yeah I just think he's I think his confidence is shot to pieces why do you think that is I, I really don't know I think as time has gone he's played so badly over the season I think he's just got he went he went from a player that I looked at thinking god I think we've got a decent player here but as time has gone on he's just got like you said he's got more and more nervous in possession wastes lots of possession and doesn't doesn't deliver enough for me so I, I, I think he, he'll probably be the, the one to go I also think that Mark Cousins as well I mean he's you know he, he's not good enough with his feet he's not good enough with his hands he's not commanding enough he looks very thin he looks like a guy out of Breaking Bad there's a little gust of wind's going to come and blow him over um, but yeah I'm not convinced about Mark Cousins the third one's quite difficult I think there's a lot of players that are sort of you know 50-50 in terms of uh, I, I'm going to call them a group of players which are going to be the sort of I don't know the wage taker up and those are players a bit like you know Betzimer or um, players who have been in and around the first team at some point throughout the season but are just sucking up valuable wages that we need to give somewhere else I think we have to be quite ruthless you know <coughs> myself I don't, I don't see the benefit of giving players more than a one year contract in the National League I really don't see the benefit of it uh, unless you're absolutely certain that they're not going to get injured uh, or indeed you know not get you know snapped up like you know potentially a couple of our players will but I think one year contracts are way forwards no, I would, I would agree on that. And um, I mean, another player that I, that I think has played a lot of games, but he, obviously he's not played much. But I would get rid of Dan Sparks. I just don't think he's good enough. I think for a player, in it, I think Darren, Dan, Darren Curry in, in midweek pretty much hinted that he's, um, he's, he wants to play with a very, um, it was probably, probably wants to have a, a very small squad. And for me, Dan Sparks, he just doesn't do enough for um, to, to take that spot. He's just too one-dimensional as a player. Okay, uh, the second question we had coming in then uh, was from Charlie Spears, and he said people have been demanding a young, uh, sorry, a long-term and young manager who plays for a very long time. So why are people now calling for Curry's head? I mean, I think I don't know. We've sort of addressed parts of that, but let's actually get onto the why. Why, why do you think people have been, um, you know, calling for his head at, uh, uh, you know, at some points? Well, I think a lot of people are judging. Um, I think a lot of people are judging um, Darren Curry on. Like at the level of uh, like an experienced manager, expecting him to get things right more often than not. And I think the thing is, that he went through a phase where he was getting things wrong, and people were saying Rossi Mark too. But I think the difference with Curry and Rossi, and I like and I like the way Rossi played, was I think by the end of it, Rossi was starting to throw whatever he could throw at the wall and try and see if it stuck. Whereas Dan Curry's stayed quite um, quite strong to his um, ideals, 
has shown them to the way he wants to play. And we've come out the other side now. So I kind of feel that um, that he, see, he has something about him and he's a, he has a real idea of what he wants to do. And I think the key to it is now is shift out the players that aren't good enough and bring in the, bring in the real quality. I think we need quality still down the spine. I think we need a striker that is going to hold the ball up. Shaq's done well, but I think today he spent half the time on his backside than he did. Studs. He studs. He's, he's, I think he's wearing ice skates. He's like, you know, he's gone back to wearing ice skates again. He, he goes through phases like that. I think as soon as the sun comes out, he thinks he can wear trainers again. <laughs> Get your Primark pencils on there for three quid. I think Shaq's, Shaq's an interesting one, just on that point, because he, he reminds me in some ways of Isaac McLeod, a player who scores a lot of goals. And, you know, he does score a reasonable amount of goals. But I'm not convinced that whether or not he's best suited to starting every single week as either a lone striker um, or even as one of the two he's very difficult because he, he can score some fantastic goals but I don't know I just, I'm not quite sure whether or not he's going to be the one that's going to push us into the playoffs and beyond I don't know what you think no I don't think I think if you, in a small squad um, I think the thing is I think in a better team he'd probably he'd be, he'd be much better he'd be, he'd be a, a, a more of an asset in a better team we need, we need more from him we need it for him to hold the ball up a bit better and also a lot of our also, also a lot of our um uh, of our best players or best play or goal scoring threat is coming from wide areas so he needs to be a bit more of a link man and he's not really doing that very well he's not doing that very well so I'm not convinced that I think we need a big lump up front to be honest big, big John back, back from the uh, back yeah, from we do, City because we've got all these players all these like, busy players around around that and we need somebody a focal point up front to play off alright well final question then as we, as we draw to the end of this, this little podcast then we've got you know a handful of games left at the end of the season about 6-7 games for us to go um, you know we're currently reasonably safe it's fair to say from relegation what are your expectations and hopes for the final few games of the season um, I would expect that we try and get um, more legs into Santos's, uh, Santos um, for next season I, I, I'm not sure he'll be in next season but he, I mean Strowe came in today looked big, you know, a big player for us imagine him and Sweeney at the back to next season um, and um, I think potentially some of the players that we think that he may be thinking next season, younger players maybe. Let's try and give a few younger players, uh, like, you know, like uh, some minutes. Yeah. So maybe some of the ones from the they've been on the fringes of the squad. Give them an opportunity to go and shine. Yeah, yeah, go and shine. See if they're good enough for next season. And then if not, you know, and then other players who players who just not done it this season. I think pretty much now I would be like, okay, you know what. I'll see you later. But, um, you know, we don't need you at the moment now because, you know, season's over pretty much. Yeah. But to be honest, I think he hinted at pretty much in the, week, in, the um, in the week. He said that he's got a very big squad. He had a too big a squad and he said that he's going to bring it right down. And he's, he's only been picking from a small you know from a smaller version. a smaller group of players. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable have expectations. I'd like to see us, you know, get a couple more good results. You know, I think we always say when we have anything to play for oh it's all about developing players and the youth etc but actually we need to get into good habits of winning um, but man thanks so much for joining us really appreciate your time no and uh, look forward to getting this one out yeah you too take care mate cheers well thank you so much again for listening all the way through this slightly shorter podcast we've got a couple of interviews coming out your way which I'm just editing at the moment uh, and plus we'll have our usual end of season review as well so do keep posted for that uh, enjoy the final few games of the season and come on you beasts